Let me say before we start that I am very happy with this. It's about deli meats. Deli meats? And if you pick this up for 893 episodes, you'll get more of the same. Okay, hit the lights. Happy New Year, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Manny. And welcome to episode 220. We're talking our top third seasons. I think it's 221. Oh, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember, because we came up just shy last time. Oh, that's right. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, 221. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. And to all of you listeners. Oh, absolutely. Hope everyone's doing good out there. Anything, uh, any, anything exciting in 2021 for you guys? Anything happening? Well, I just visited my parents for Christmas in Georgia, and uh, I rented a Toyota RAV4, and mm-hmm. it's a really nice car, so hopefully in the future I'll get a better job and uh, buy myself one of those. Uh. <laughs> is this is this a good time to say Big Orange Couch is now the proud sponsor of Toyota RAV4? <laughs> Built for tough. What do you say, listeners? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I get. I guess there's like you know there. I guess the the bigger like celebrity culture news is you know we had a couple famous passings. Um, uh, Betty White died on New Year's Eve. Uh, Sydney Poitier and um, of course uh, Bob Saget. Um, yeah. Any any feelings, Andrew, on on, on, on any of that? Um. Yeah, you know, I was generally saddened to hear about all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I had as big a connection to them personally. Well, maybe probably Betty White the most of the really? three. Probably. Yeah, Gets watched some Golden Girls. Yeah. I see her <laughs> in other things. Okay. My wife is a huge Golden Girls fan, so she took that really, really yeah. hard. Yeah. 99, too young. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, though pretty and good run. Just getting right up there, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if it could happen to Betty White, it can happen to any of us. So sure. just gotta... the, the Bob um, Saget one completely knocked me for a loop. It really did. Yeah, that you know, I was that one is just like I feel like you know the '90s. Bob Saget's interesting because there's kind of like these like hallmark moments. I feel like Full House was a very uh, important thing as a little kid in my house. Yeah. I was very into it. Uh, then, of course, America's Funniest Videos, uh, which was also a Sunday, Sunday night staple in my home. Yeah. Um, and then even like as teenagers with kind of dirty work, like him directing dirty work. Um, and uh, yeah, I just feel like he's kind of this uh, kind of an enigma. It's not like when Norm passed where it's like, oh, no, I've lost my comedic icon. Yeah. And, you know, but uh, also just kind of strange because he's always been there I, I i posted on uh or our orange couch instagram that like you know one of our first bands with our friends of the show bobby and kevin was called the bob saget band yeah um so it's just like been this yeah this weird this weird guy that's always just felt like he's been there so ironically on nickelodeon too because he was um he was the guy with the orange uh 
shoes in the fourth Kids Choice Awards. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Thanks for bringing it. <laughs> Thanks for tying it in. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, the cool thing about it is I really think that, um, unfortunately, Norm, I love Norm as well. But um, Bob Saget actually had some nice words to say about his passing as well. So hopefully yeah. they're enjoying a beer together up there in heaven right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. with Chris Farley, too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Um, very nice. Well, we are, we, we have kind of made a tradition of starting each, uh, annual podcast year with our favorite seasons. Uh, we've already worked our way through season one last year. We did season two and here we are on, uh, Nickelodeon season threes. Um, I did want to note, uh, that there's a couple shows that means once we get to a third season that is no longer viable. Um, of course my brother, me being the most famous only had one season. Um, Salute Your Shorts uh, ends after two seasons. Space Cases ends after two seasons. Uh, and the one that really, uh, af- like Manny, you said you were you were happy to do this with us, which we were, we were so glad to hear. But I was almost like, oh, no, because uh, there's no third season of Wienerville. No, but technically they're the TV specials. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of put that in an honorable mentions category. Okay, okay, cool. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so excited excited to get into uh, some of the third season before we did that i did i did i did a little research i was looking around online for um you know lists that rank the best seasons of tv and tv history mm-hmm. um and i i noted a couple shows that came up at least a couple times um you guys want to hear some of the shows that are noted as having good third seasons oh. yeah Sure. Um, there's the Larry Sanders show from HBO. Mm. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, which I can <laughs> vouch for. Battlestar Galactica, which I've admittedly never seen. No. No? Okay. No. A show, you know, a show that came up almost on every list that I hadn't even heard of uh, is Better Things. Better Things? It sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, do you know who's in it or anything? Um, it looks like it's on Hulu. It has Pamela, uh, Edian, Edian, Edlin. Yeah. Uh, Mikey yeah. Madison. You know what uh, this is? Yeah. It's, it's good. It's very okay. good. It's, okay. uh, it's like a fictional version of her life in that same kind of style that, uh, has sort of become like a regular thing amongst hmm. comedians, especially. Like a Marin or a Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Louis CK uh, created this. Stuff. That's nuts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, she was on Louis, right? She was like a kind of a regular. Yeah. Huh. Um, the Sopranos came up. Uh, mm-hmm. The Wire. The Leftovers. Bojack Horseman. Breaking Bad. Uh, Catastrophe. The Americans. And the uh, British version of The Office were all shows that came up at least several times. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe not, not the American office, right? <laughs> it did not. Uh, I did not see it on many lists. Actually, I don't think I saw the third season on any list, but I actually think the third season of the uh, American office is pretty good. I'd I think say. the, I, I think the second's probably the crowning achievement, but uh, maybe that's just me. <laughs> um, I can't believe Simpsons wasn't on there. Um, I feel like the third season where is where it like really fully comes into its own. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, didn't I mean Simpsons was on like for some of its seasons, but I didn't notice the third season come up. 
Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I guess when they get rid of Stark raving dad, I guess they just want to <laughs> completely disacknowledge that whole season. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to say to the people out there, that episode exists, all right? <laughs> Watch your DVDs, buy it for a hundred bucks on eBay, but yeah, it exists. <laughs> Take that Disney Plus. Um so that's a little bit on uh famous third seasons. Uh Manny, last time we had you on it was for Wienerville, like we mentioned. Um w- w- was this an easy task for you? Like were you able to kind of cobble five uh season threes together or was well, this a more of a task? <laughs> Actually, um it's kind of 50-50 because when uh, when I got when you guys asked me to come back, I was really excited and then as soon as uh I heard it was like for the third seasons like you guys said, I came up with like a list already. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to go back and sort of watch these because we my wife and I just got Paramount Plus uh-huh. about a month ago. And I've been showing her shows that I grew up with as well because she didn't see a lot of Nickelodeon growing up. But um, I had to recompile my list a few times. In fact, um, number one and number two were very, very close. Hmm. They were even under close calls and some of them Ferguson's. But I was wrong. So I redid the list. Four to five times. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, that's dedication. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say 50-50, really. Okay. I'm very I'm very interested. I, I, I was starting to get a little panicky today about, like, seasons I hadn't watched in a long time. I, I sent Andrew a message. I forget what I said. I, I said, like, hey, have you watched season three of Hey Dude? Am I missing any magic here? <laughs> and Andrew, I think you just said, like, I don't think so. But, um <laughs> I, I do feel kind of insecure about it because there's a couple, you know, there's a chance. I think there's a chance I could like uh, season three of Hey Dude. And there's just a few other shows where I haven't revisited the third seasons in a long, long time that I feel a little maybe maybe like I didn't totally do due, due diligence. But uh, mm-hmm. here we are anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I um I. I feel the same way, but as I was looking over all the episodes, like there's some shows that I just know there are so many good episodes in it, like just glancing at the list. Yeah. So it's hard to, um, it's hard to believe that like, Hey dude could, uh, unseat one of these really. <laughs> you just weren't willing to give up season three of Eddie McDowd's spot. <laughs> you knew it. You got it. <laughs> Okay. I, I haven't yeah. seen Hey Dude in so long, so I don't know if it adds up, but I may give it another watch some other time. <laughs> there, there's something very, um, I don't know, there's something very, as you're watching it, I feel like it's a little dull. But then, like, the second it's over, I'm like, I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I liked being at the Dude Ranch. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, though I also just like love that setting. It's always sunny mm-hmm. and nice out. You know, yeah. it's, it's a pleasure yeah. to sit through. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, in a way, for a kids show, it's kind of bold because it's actually it doesn't ever feel like it's all that concerned whether you think it's funny or it just feels like it's kind of doing its own thing. And uh, I appreciate that. And 
it won't appear on any of our lists, but I'm glad we talked about Hey Dude. Yeah. <laughs> no man eating jackrabbits, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll do our, as always, top five. We'll do a close call, our Ferguson, and then if there's anything else we want to talk about, uh, we can talk about it. But Andrew, do you want to kick off our list? Sure. Um, I'll start off with a show that I'm positive has not appeared on any of our uh, top season lists yet, and that is The Ren and Stimpy Show. Um, this is like I feel like some people hold this as like right where it starts going downhill Hmm. but for me a lot of these episodes um, are ones that like are my favorites from the series and like really nailed what I feel like Ren and Stiffy was trying to do maybe even better than um, earlier seasons Um, just to name some of the episodes in this season uh, Stimpy, Stimpy's Cartoon Show, Jerry the Belly Button Elf, Ren's Pecs, Bass Masters, A Yard Too Far, and Abe Divided, and To Selve or Not to Selve. Hmm. Um, those are probably my top episodes. And I think what this season really accomplishes is taking that like Looney Tunes style and, in my mind, sort of perfecting it here. Whereas, like, the earlier episodes had a little more, um, like, meanness to them or something. Uh, Psychodrama, really. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It feels like some of these just uh, uh, tone that down a little bit and get goofier. And even when things are, um, even when there's, like, violence, it feels just like amplified in a some w- in some way while also being more palatable somehow um if that makes sense it's like it, it just doesn't feel like as uh angry at the world i guess as those first couple um but so this uh anyway this uh season just like represents for me a lot of what i really love the most about ren and Stiffy, both in those looney tunes episodes and a couple like uh, Stimpy's cartoon show and Jerry the Belly Button Elf that really um, that are like a little deeper of episodes but uh, also I feel like just get the tone really right um, so yeah yeah I you know something I noticed when I was just kind of looking over the episodes um, which I will say I I the one episode I really remember having not gone back and watched is I remember liking Bassmasters. Mm, yeah. Um, but I also noticed that this is the first season of the show that really became kind of free of John Kay. Yeah. Uh, like Bob Camp seemed to kind of take over. I think the, as I'm looking at it now, John Kay only seems to have a credit on Liar or, yeah, Liar of the Lummox. Uh, Layer of the Lummox. Layer, excuse me. Yeah, Layer of the Lummox. And, um, but otherwise, he's not credited as writing or directing any of these. So, yeah, um, he might have. I, I mean, you may be right. He, I, I could swear he was like a co-writer on maybe Stimpy's cartoon show or okay. one of the other episodes. But well, they um, definitely used elements of John Kay in that episode, <laughs> ah, <laughs> especially yeah, with yeah. Ren, with you know the way he was acting like a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you're right though. Uh, this is where John Kay leaves, and I feel like it kind of illustrates in some ways how like bob camp was the is the unsung hero of this show like Mm. held it together and in my mind uh kind of uh honed it Mm. yeah no i can i I could appreciate that i mean again i this isn't 
I can't speak to a lot of it. Like season two, I know a lot of, but season three is probably where I start like only knowing yeah. one or one or sure. one or a couple. But uh, cool. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad it's come up because I feel like uh, this is a show that probably, uh, you know, especially for you, like you know, deserves some love. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think it gets lost probably with the crowds and everything, and especially with the documentary that came out a couple of years ago. I think people yeah. just uh, probably don't credit Bob Camp and the other half of that team with those episodes. Yes. Yeah, so totally. I, I totally understand. And those are actually episodes that I kind of remember watching too back in the day, especially Jerry the Belly Button Elf. I yeah. definitely remember that one. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, Gilbert Gottfried, I think, is the voice of uh, Yeah. Jerry. I'm confused. Does he like lint loaf or does he hate it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, oh, he doesn't like it. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> um, cool, cool. Well, what about you, uh, Manny? What's your number five? My number five is Legends of the Hidden Temple. Hey! <laughs> this might be the first time a game show has uh, made a yeah. top five. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely um, the mummified hand of the Egyptian king. The enormous nice. feather of Maylene. <laughs> <laughs> the enor- is that I, really I'm what it's called the enormous feather of how you pronounce that <laughs> the enormous feather yeah. <laughs> the enormous what really <laughs> i liked um i really liked that season i don't feel like it holds up as good as the first two for me hmm. because i love the roughness of season one and how it looks like they were kind of inventing things how they were going along Especially Kirk um, working on reading his lines and everything, too. And the interviews with the kids being really awkward. And especially my favorite part of the show, The Steps of Knowledge, whenever they would get questions wrong. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's definitely one of my favorite parts of the show, especially Colonel Sanders. That's definitely one that I love. (laughs) I love bringing up. Like, I'm sitting next to my wife right now. She's just laughing. (laughs) Because we were watching this the other night, and she's like, Colonel Sanders! Oh, that's the episode! It's great! So, um, yeah. But anyway, back to season three. I feel like it got very sort of formulaic in a way. So there were episodes that felt like they were just being the same thing over and over. And especially having one temple lay out the whole season. Yeah. just It felt really just... I don't know. It just felt bare bones for me. Mm-hmm. So it didn't hold up as well, in my opinion, but I could still always go back and watch it, and I'd still really enjoy it. Like, I've only seen a few episodes of the reboot, and um, I I don't know. It, it sort of has a wipeout feel to it, so yeah. it doesn't really have the essence of what the original show was, at least in my opinion. Uh, I totally agree. I've also checked out um, some of that in some of the new one and it just feels a little I mean I think a part of it is they're actually outside and you know mm-hmm. they they're adults and yeah. um so it just feels like a little um I don't know not the stuff not the stuff that you grow nostalgic for so it just yeah. feels a little like harsh almost have you seen any of it Andrew no, no. um do they have uh, the temple yeah yeah, yeah, but it's, it's just, it's sort of like a, you know those cameras that people put on their helmets when they ride a bike? Mm. Yeah, yeah they like GoPro. Of, they, yeah, they kind of put a GoPro on their heads, and they mm. walk around, and they do 
you know, the temple stuff, they of course have the silver monkey, but I think that's the, really the only thing that is rememberable, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when the temple guards come out, it's like a camera two shot of, you see someone running towards you. So it seems a little phony. Yeah. However, though, they did do one interesting thing. I didn't see, I didn't see it on TV, but I did see it on YouTube. Uh, they did bring Kirk Fogg back, but it was to be a temple guard. Oh. In other words, like when they were doing the thing, Kirk would pop out and say, you're doing a great job. Oh, just keep on moving. Keep on moving. So I thought that was really funny. And Kirk obviously looked like he was having a great time doing that. So yeah, I, I'd say that I give it a B or, or yeah. a C for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I wouldn't rush out to go check it out, but uh <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing beats kind of the original old old days and I, I season three was one I considered. It was on my list of close calls, but um I, I kind of agree with you, Manny. I think season one and two is kind of its shining moment. Gotcha. Um, it is something that I didn't really think that much about putting on my list, but now that like we're talking about it, it is one of those shows that um I could kind of put on at any time i feel like and enjoy it no doubt um, so no it doubt. feels like a solid pick yeah. yeah yeah i do have an interesting thing to add on uh if you look at youtube they actually have a rehearsal for season three Ooh. and uh they do a uh they do a temple run of the muscle shell armor of ampacagopak i guess <laughs> look that up if you're listening and uh, it shows Kirk talking to the kids, uh, rehearsing the moat crossings and a couple temple games. So it's pretty interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's cool. cool. Um, well, my number five is actually, I think, my same number five as last year. Um, this is a season that ran from September of 1992 to February of 1993. That is season three of Clarissa Explains It All. Oh. Um, yeah, this is a, you know, I I think this is kind of a sneaky good season of Nickelodeon. Uh, the show seems to have its rhythm. Uh, the characters are, I think, shining at this point. Like, they can really, in this season, there's a lot of storylines that are built for individual characters. Um I would say maybe it's biggest knock for me. The reason it doesn't rank any higher is because there, there's not like any all time class classics from this uh, season. I'd say probably my favorite two are the darling wars, which is a really fun one. And then um, Sam, the, the, the first episode of the season, Sam Swan song uh, where his mom uh, comes home from the roller derby uh, and, uh, you know, kind of flips Sam's life upside down. Um, but there, there's a bunch of fun ones. Janet's boyfriend's kind of a fun one. Um, there's the uh, Marsh Marshall's midlife crisis is kind of a fun one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that maybe one of my lesser favorites here is uh, football fever where uh, Ferguson's trying out for the football team. It's not, it sounds like a funny premise, but it um, doesn't quite work. Um, so um, I was kind of impressed, like as I was going through the episodes uh, being like, you know what? I think this is an underrated season, perhaps like it doesn't have the big names, but all the episodes are kind of fun. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a solid pick. As I was looking through that season, I was like, there's 
two episodes maybe that I don't remember at all. Yeah. Um, and the rest of them, I was like, this all sounds really familiar. Like I could always bring it to mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Ones. Cool. Uh, should we move on to number four? Sure. Sure. Uh, my number four is the adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh-huh. <laughs> move, move down a few spaces for my last couple of lists. Sure. Um, I think uh, this season, while it has some misses, um, I think it also has some really great episodes. Uh, some of these include The Trouble with Teddy, which mm-hmm. we've talked about, yeah. uh, The Last Laugh, mm, so good. 30, 35 Hours, um, All Nighter, Dos Bus, Dance Fever, Splashdown. Um, all really strong episodes, I think. Um, and I, even more than the specific episodes is like the way in which the show evolved this season as the Pete's were getting older mm-hmm. and just like the slightly new direction they took the stories in. Um, yeah. I think they just like did it pretty well. Um, and it's hard to pull that off. Um, I think I was thinking or trying to think of other shows that kind of did a similar thing and uh the only ones that like immediately came to mind that like nailed it for me were um wonder years and boy meets world <laughs> like somehow wow somehow yeah, it's like cool. <laughs> it, it's like they were aging five years every season or something <laughs> um but they somehow kept it working um and i think pete and pete like succeeds at that uh my low point uh, for this one is um oh christmas pete We've talked about this a little. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, you know, not a terrible episode, but for Pete and Pete, it's no. It's yeah, it's not a little amazing. Down. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. it's a yeah, it's a downer a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but there, but you know, the episodes that I mentioned, like I love so much. Uh, it's an integral part of the Pete and Pete uh, universe. I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I wanted to represent it. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, it still is a good season. Yeah. Definitely not like one and two, but this one, it feels like it goes into a different universe, just like you said. And yeah. you're sort of following these guys as they grow up, and especially how Big Pete is, you know, he's getting older, he's getting interested <laughs> in girls, and Little Pete just wants to be a kid, so yeah. it's showing that little situation. For totally. sure. Yeah, agree. Um, Manny, your number four? My number four is Doug. Okay. Nice. I really, um, I thought that these episodes were pretty good. Doug was one of those shows that um, I loved as a little kid, and then I sort of just forgot about it as I got older. <laughs> mm. And then um, I revisited it a few years back, and I remember these episodes, like, like even looking at them, I was like, wow, Hamburger Boy. <laughs> Uh, Doug's hot property where he gets oh issue number one of Mano Steel yeah. Man <laughs> and Doug's huge zit and uh, Doug rocks the house which I love Patty Mayonnaise's line Doug funny you're horrible <laughs> such a weird episode oh that one that old that that one really pulls on your heartstrings yeah it's it's oh, just really? so strange like the way the house. <laughs> He knocks an entire house down with one rock. Um, I love yeah. it. So, as so as a kid, it, as a kid, it feels like could you know like 
it's that perfect sure, sure. kind of kid imagination thing of like, could I knock a house down with a rock? Yeah. If it was really like wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does that absurd like dream sequence where he's like big and bulky and he just gets like a rock and he shoots it like a bowling ball and just knocks over like five houses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I really, I really like that season of Doug. I feel like uh, the animation's really good and the storylines are not as dull as season one. So I feel like it's a good season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. That's a great pick. Uh, well, my number four is the same as you, Andrew. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh. Um, which would, you know, I think for both of us, at least through the first three seasons, this would be our lowest we've ranked it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's like very controversial to say that I think this is the show's least successful season. I mean, season one and two are just so good. Um, But I also think it tries a bunch of cool things. When I was thinking about it in my head, I think the one thing it really tries, and you mentioned it, the storylines have kind of shifted. They give a lot of attention um, to like friend characters. Obviously trouble with Teddy is kind of exhibit A, but there's a lot of uh, Wayne Pardue and yeah. you know Monica um, there's kind of these new characters uh, Pit Stain who you know mm-hmm. admittedly is actually not one of my favorites but um, <laughs> I like him <laughs> they I get... like the lifeguard really he was very funny on Slash uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um, but you know I think there's something cool about what they're trying you know they, they can't do the first two seasons over and over again and so it's, mm-hmm. it feels like a show that's you know testing out maybe some new ground um, obviously, maybe, maybe my favorite uh, cameo, definitely my favorite cameo of season three is um, um, Adam Adam West as Principal Schwinger. Uh, oh yeah! In both All Nighter and Last Laugh, <laughs> um, just just so good. Um, you know, I, I noted Splashdown's one of my all time favorite Pete and Pete's, but Last Laugh, Trouble with Teddy, Das Bus, I think is yeah. a severely underrated episode. <laughs> Um, you know, kind of gets lumped there at the end. It feels a little lost, but um, it also has episodes that I just feel middling about, which the other seasons don't. Um, we mentioned Oh Christmas Pete. Um, you know, I know there's some fans of these episodes, but like Road Warrior and Pinned are just not some of my favorite yeah. Pete's. Um, there's some good moments, like, you know, Road Warrior, Teddy and... Te- Teddy and... Um, um, endless Mike. There's some very good yeah, moments yes. there, um, but you know, not quite enough. Um, Crisis in the Love Zones, kind of an episode that I think is worth revisiting. Um, yeah. Dance Fever. I think we might disagree about a little bit. I I, mm. I don't love Dance Fever. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I, there's you know, I don't think there's one episode in season one or two where like you'll catch me saying like oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. At the very least, those episodes are just like so enjoyable. Um, so I think season three here comes up a little short, but even in the big span of things, season three of Pete and Pete is, I think, one of the best uh, Nickelodeon season threes. So, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Number four. It needs to be on Paramount Plus. So just listen to that. OK. Uh, yeah, I mean, how did how did Pete and Pete get just like the the hard <laughs> shaft out of like 90s Nickelodeon? I really have yeah. no idea, because back in the day when they were promoting the 90s or all that. Pete and Pete was one of the names that were like on there. And yeah. I don't know. According to Reddit, they always say it's music rights, but that can't be just the only reason. Um, 
Yeah, I no, that can't be it. I, and it's so weird because, um, it's so weird because it seems like the cast of the show has like so fully embraced it. You know what I mean? Like everybody who's part of it seems to have loved it. Oh yeah. Um, I, I still know. feel like Snow Day should have been the Pete and Pete movie. Boy, yeah. I mean, I still like it, but if it was Pete and Pete, it'd be. Oh my god, it would have been great. <laughs> um, you know what I realized we haven't talked about, and Andrew, I actually don't even know if you know this because I, you know, I think it came out in late December the news. Um, hmm. but uh, that um, Judy Graff, who played Joyce Wrigley, passed away. Oh, no, um, I didn't know. That. So you know, just a huge bummer. Um, yeah, she was a. Uh, you know, I'm, I can't say I was familiar with like any other of her work, so I'm not gonna like you know talk like uh, like I know anything. But uh, certainly, just a crucial part of um, Pete and Pete. Uh, she she plays like that oddity so well, right? Like, yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, that's that's a bummer. Yeah. So I think she passed away early December. Um, I, I hadn't really seen a ton of news on it, so I don't, I don't know exactly what happened. But um, yeah, rest 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 in peace, Judy Graff. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Um, number three, Andrew. Uh, yeah, my number three is Doug. Uh, ah. Oh, nice! <laughs> love it. Uh, just so many good episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a bunch, but uh, just to add to that, Garage Band, Doug Inc. Nightmare on Jumbo Street. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, behind the wheel when uh, Judy's trying to learn to drive. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, she can't parallel park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's. Uh, um, oh, one episode that I feel like really <laughs> sort of nails in a weird way. Like what's so good about a lot of Doug is Doug flies a kite. I don't know if you remember this one, but um, it's like Doug's trying to enter this kite. I think it's a competition. Doug's trying to enter a kite and he his dad's like teaching him how to build a kite. And he uh, takes the kite that they've been building together and like adds a bunch of stuff to make it look cool. And then it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like the whole lesson is like, uh, (laughs) like sometimes the, you know, simplest things are that way for a reason or whatever um like it's it's not even i don't know it's just like almost mundane but i love it so much um but uh so many classic episodes in this season um and there's a lot of episodes total uh it might have even made it higher on my list except there i think like with so many episodes there's kind of a lot of middling ones in there um but uh, my my low point is probably Doug's new teacher. Mm. Um, this is this was one where like he they get a substitute teacher and he accidentally like becomes in her eyes like the bully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it oh, just yeah. you know, Roger steps in and all that stuff. Yeah, not my favorite. Uh, but oh, weird kids. The introduction. Oh yeah. Or like the close introduction of Alan Lou or so, Alan Lou. Yes, yeah, so I love their uh, theme song. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, I also just wanted to mention uh, comic collaboration um, where Doug and Skeeter make their own like Quail Man and Silver Skeeter comic. Um, and I don't know if we mentioned it, but uh, do you remember like when we were younger, we made our own like Nickelodeon comic book? Um, I don't remember what was in it exactly hmm. or where it is or if anybody saved it, but uh, this episode always like reminded me of that. Oh, wow. We did. Yeah. Like we, we wrote like, it was like early version of writing episode or what? Uh, I, basically. <laughs> was it your own original used, characters? Uh, I think we were using Nickelodeon characters. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll have to maybe see if I can look, oh, dig yeah. it out. That'd somewhere. be a gold, gold mine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mind sending me a picture if you find it? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the same thing with the Bob Saget song. I'd love to hear something about that. Oh, boy. Oh, and <laughs> we, did, we re-recorded five or six of them, but it was like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with recording, but it was like on like a junky Taz cam. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe I, I w- my guess would be if anybody has it, Kevin might have it. So maybe we'll yeah, maybe we'll, I'll bug him. <laughs> if we if we find it, we can we can post. <laughs> you can you can hear what 13 um, year old Joey and Andrew sounded like. <laughs> wow. Andrew, on the, Andrew on the drums and yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love that season of Doug. Manny, number three. My number three is Keenan and Kel. Hey. Nice. I really, I really liked this season. I did. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just going to sound like a broken record with all of these. It doesn't match up to season one or two. Yeah. And no. my opinion is season two of Keenan and Kel, I feel like is the perfect season. And I just feel like everything just hits all cylinders and it's like comedically funny and the energy is so high. But however, with season three of Kenan and Kel, um, it feels like it feels like some of the energy is lost on some episodes. Like my favorites on the list are Freezer Burn, Surprise Surprise, Fenced In, The Raffle, Attack of the Bugmen, and A Catch a Thief and the IQ episode. Yeah, the IQ one's good. So those are great, but it's like some of them just fall flat. And I just think it's because maybe you can tell that they're getting older and you can't sort of buy the fact of that's what they're doing, you know, Mm. or they don't understand how, you know, adults do this and that and the other thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said about like season one, you're kind of just gambling, right? You're hoping the show gets picked up. You're you're trying to kind of find the chemistry and at, at best, you know, it goes perfectly and it can be a little edgier i think Mm -hmm. season two if season one worked you know then you can kind of hone it and perfect it and season three kind of might seem like a little bit of a trap when i'm thinking about it where um you know you've been established you're getting renewed um and you got to try to find ways then not to start recycling ideas and um, i think that can go really either way yeah i mean you could definitely tell that they're um throwing anything at the wall because some of these episodes they're so like out of left field like some of this stuff is how they even come up with this like one of my favorite lines is mark saying they got peanut butter all over my underwear (laughs) it's my favorite line sometimes i could even like think about it every now and then when i'm working and i'm just like (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) 
Is that Happy B Day, Mark? <laughs> um, no, that's that, no? the uh, To Catch a Thief episode. Oh, To Catch a Thief. Okay. Yeah. Right, where they think that he stole Keenan's watch. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and Keenan just, the look that he has after his dad says, I went and I got the band fixed. <laughs> Wanted to save it for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> he just has a look of like, why? <laughs> <laughs> ah, here he goes. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I um, I toyed around with Keenan and Kel. Um, I think this is, I think you put it right, which is, I think again, it's kind of a victim of having a great first season, um, great and great second season, and uh, I think here it's it's strong, but it 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 uh, evens out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Thank um, you. There's some good ones in there that I had fun with. Also, I. Just uh, as I was glancing out for them, though, I noticed like Chicago Witch Trials was in there, which I was very disappointed by. Um, mm. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it. I do feel the uh, age growing on it a little bit here. Yeah, you see that? You see that? It's like so weird. It's like there's an awkwardness there and like something that needs to happen, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. But they're starting to get... Uh you know, some guest appearances on the season. I feel like they're like, you know, That's they're true. getting uh, Nick Cannon and I don't know. <laughs> you know, they're, it's starting to feel like Keenan and Kel are like, maybe cause I think the season's around 98. This might be like Nickelodeon's staple at this point where it's like, you know, all the stuff that we kind of love is over. Yeah. And, you might uh, be right. this, this might be like the show Nickelodeon was kind of putting its money into. You know what? I think you're right, too, because they were sort of all over the place. Also, they made a cameo on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I think, Hmm. Hmm. um, during this season. And they were also on Rocky and Bullwinkle. Wow, really? Yeah, if you ever go back and look at the movie, they make a wink at the audience and say, they're not going to put us in reruns, right? Oh, wow. (laughs) That's cool. Like, that's really neat. That's pretty (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Nice. Uh, well, good. I'm happy Keenan and Kel got some love here. Yeah. Um, my number three, I, I fear, will you know be talked about again, but uh, this is where it fell for me. Um, my number three is Rocco's Modern Life, mm-hmm. uh, which aired wow. from October 1995 to April 1996. Um, wait, let me double check that this is my three. <laughs> yes, it is. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, this feels like a show, like I mentioned, you know, it could go either way. Season one and two, you're playing with house money. You could really have some, you know, mega, mega fun episodes. And then season three can decline. But I think this is almost the opposite, uh, where it feels like they're going even crazier. Um, the characters have some history with each, like we have some background on the characters. We, where we can see things like wacky deli and like kind of understand it. Um, there's some adventurous episodes you get to like travel with icy London, icy France. You have a musical with Zanzibar. Um, so this feels like rather than settling into things, this feels like them being like, you know what? Like they renewed us. Let's see how much crazy, how crazier can we get? Um, there are some segments on the season that like, I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, but in my opinion, nothing totally falls flat. 
which is pretty impressive. Um, you know, when you got like 25 or something like that segments. Um, I mentioned already a couple of my favorite. I mean, Wacky Deli is an all time, uh, all time Nickelodeon episode. Sure. Um, we've also talked about Sugar Frosted Frights, which is, uh, I think, a great spooky episode. Yeah. Um, I see London, I see France was one of my favorites personally. Um, yeah, I very well rounded. I, you know, I suspect maybe we'll talk about it more. And uh, I feel like whoever talks about it um, more might have more to say. So I'll leave it there. <laughs> Very good pick. It is a really good show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two? Uh, Yeah, my number two is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wow. Um, I... (laughs) I, There's... What to say about this? There's a lot of good episodes. Um, (laughs) Just to rattle off a few... Phone Police, Dangerous oh, Soup, oh, Bookish man. Babysitter, Dollmaker, yep. Dream yep. Girl, Crimson yep. Clown, Quicksilver, yep. Carps. Well, for me, Carpstone. I know right. you don't like Carpstone, no. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I love it. Um, right. Just so good. This this whole season is pretty incredible. Yep. Um, not many episodes that I don't like from it. My personal uh, or low point is um, Apartment 214. Oh, my God. And I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I know you, I, like, that's not even a new opinion, and it still surprises yeah, yeah. me every time I hear no. it. <laughs> <laughs> is that, like, a regular don't... opinion on that episode? I don't think so. No, um, I think Andrew's in the minority. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I don't dislike it. It's just my lowest one of the season um oh my god but i <laughs> um but that's how good this season is sure. like that's the low point for me there's a few other ones that are like middling ish but still i'm like leaning towards these are actually really enjoyable to watch um so i i just couldn't deny these episodes even and even ones that like before we started talking about these in in such depth i might have discounted um i realized i really like like midnight ride Mm -hmm. um i before we dug into that i probably would have been like this is a lower ish episode but now i really like it um there's just so many strong ones in this season it's almost like a it's I, i think i actually voted season one ahead of this uh overall but uh i love this so much i I had to put it on there Mm. that's really a show that i need to start watching i i've seen it as a kid but i really lost track of it growing up i've never seen are you afraid of the dark in the the most recent years so Mm. you kind of pitch my interest i kind of want to check this show out again Oh, that's going to be a pleasure. Yeah. I think you'll be rewarded. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, Joey. Yeah. You made my life amazing by introducing me to 15. So <laughs> I got to thank Andrew for telling me about Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> sure. Sure. Both are um, vitally important in different ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, did they reboot it, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been they've been yeah mini series. They've like re- um so yeah they they've been like six episodes three to six episodes long and there's like an overarching story which is you know pretty different from the 
anthology nature of the original series. Gotcha. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark too? Okay. Uh, Manny, number two. My number two is Rugrats. Ah, okay. These wow, episodes nice. always make me laugh, no matter what. Rugrats, I feel like, is one of my all-time favorites. Um, Chucky's first haircut, <laughs> which <laughs> it's, I always play out the scene in my head whenever I'm being overwhelmed or have a horrible situation that I'm going through. <laughs> it's always the scene when Chucky is like completely heart palpitating, jumping off of the chair, running towards the barrel of hair and just jumping in there. And just yeah. watching a guy screw around with the hose as it's spraying water all over the place. It's just so awkwardly animated. I just love it that much. <laughs> um, Naked Tommy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Tricycle Thief. It's such a classic episode in <laughs> the Dummy Bear Dinner Disaster, which you can clearly see like the difference of fanboys and fangirls. <laughs> it's like they're they're jumping up on the table, dancing and singing the happy happy song. And the creator is just like he just wants to kill himself. He's like, <laughs> guys, do you have uh, any lives outside of this mindless cartoon? <laughs> and um Angelica breaks a leg and the baby vanishes. It's great that Angelica is being ignored and she thinks that she's being invisible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those episodes I feel like are just amazingly upbeat. They're fun. Oh man, there's just there's so many in the name. Um my other one that I just thought of just now is um home movies mm-hmm. where they make their own you know, videos or whatever out of like just drawings and crayons and stuff. It's done so well, especially Chucky has an artistic side because he does his on like some black chalk. It's really nice. Yeah. So yeah, um, I would say Rugrats would be my number two. It's uh, really good. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of these are, were in my all time favorites. Um, Angelica breaks a leg. Um, and, uh, uh, Chucky's wonderful life, which if, if you haven't, um, checked out that episode, there's few things better to me in the entire series than Chaz talking to a sock puppet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, C-SPAN it is then. (laughs) C-SPAN it is then. Yeah. Hi, this looks like my living room. Only it's, it's different. Where are we? It's kind of complicated. See, this is what the world would be like if you was never born. Wow. Why is it so messy? Without you around, your dad just doesn't see any reason to clean up. So, what do you want to do now, Saki? I don't know, Chaz. What do you think we should do? Who's my dad talking to? Chucky? You may not like what you're about to see. We could just watch C-SPAN. They're showing the proceedings of the House Ways and Means Committee today. My dad is talking to a sock. Who else would he talk to? You don't exist, remember? <laughs> um, it is a really strong season. One that I think of often for some reason is The Legend of Sm- Satchmo. <laughs> uh, where they like stay out in the backyard overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's like supposedly a monster, but they keep calling him Satchmo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, something about awake. that. One. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, uh, we're at number two. Yeah. 
All right, my number two, it, it, this will be at least one so far that is on all of our lists, uh, which is Doug. Um, wow. ran oh, from, from April 93 to July of 93. And man, I mean, Andrew, you rattled some of them off, but there's just some bangers here. Like Doug, yeah. Doug's, Doug Rocks the House, Doug's on First, Doug's Monster Movie, Doug's Inc., uh, Doug's Nightmare on Jumbo Street, Doug's Hamburger Boy, Doug's Garage Band. Oh my God! Um, Doug and the Weird Kids. Doug's Magic Act is a really fun one. Um, yeah. So like, you know, I I actually originally had this season a little lower on my list um, when I when I drafted it, and I just think that there's more episodes and or segments in this season that I'd go back to. Um, and you know i got a soft spot for doug i know that but uh i just think that this is there's so many highs the highs here are so high um some of the best doug episodes um there's some stinkers in here i'm not uh, andrew you mentioned uh, doug's new teacher i'm I'm not the biggest fan of that episode doug's cartoon i don't love doug shock therapy um there's a couple of but but you know the other tricky thing about these animated shows is that the seasons they're not always necessarily longer, except for Rugrats, which, you know, that season's really long. But, yeah. um, you know, like Doug and Rocco are 13 episodes, but you just split them up. So you got like almost 26 segments. It's trickier, yeah. I think, to keep that consistency going. And um, Doug season three to me is very impressive in that respect. For sure. Yeah. A ton of episodes. Um, and so many of them are good in this one. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, just to add another one, um, Doug's beat or, oh yeah, uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> something about that one I love. Um, yeah, it's very weird. Doug, like, if you were describing the episodes, it would sound ridiculous, I think, but mm-hmm. they play out so well. I, it's yeah, great. they're 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 the easy listening of Nickelodeon. <laughs> I mean, they're they're just they go down like a fine wine. Um, yeah. The se- the season gives us uh um what's the song called big or think big right oh yeah yeah big <laughs> think big bang it on a track bang <laughs> on the street light. one little voice <laughs> <laughs> oh get Damn. big suit oh my gosh <laughs> so good classic yeah anyway so Doug is my number two. Let's get to the main event, folks. What yep. is the best third season of Nickelodeon? My number one is Rocco's Modern Life. I, I had a feeling. How could someone leave without thinking of the consequences? If word of this gets out, I'll be ruined. I've got a wife and two kids to think of, you know. What about them, huh? Where did that leave them? Why? Why? What are you doing, number 13? You're not planning to leave me too, are you? I haven't authorized you to exit this bus! Get back on this bus and we'll forget the whole thing! Number 13! Nice. I mean, it, it's so good. It's so solid, again. Um, and I think Rocco in particular, like, this might be where things just, like, really open up. I mean, there's some great episodes in season two, but uh, 
so many of these are some of my favorites. Um, we mentioned a few of them just to add to that. Uh, the Big Question, The Big Answer, Bye Bye Birdie, The Belch of Destiny, Camera Shy, Zanzibar, mm. um, Fish and Chumps. Uh, these, I feel like uh, Rocco really nailed the, like a balance between the like one-off goofy storylines and the bigger the bigger stories that had like more implications for the series as a whole right um mm. and there's just so few that i really dislike i mean there's like a few that again i'm like maybe um maybe it's like a seven out of ten or something but for the most part like i would watch any of these episodes anytime and enjoy them um probably my low point is the fat lands hmm, okay. um it's just a squirmy and ringworm yeah or Lodi and squirmy episode uh which are like in my mind they're kind of the lowest of rocco episodes um and they're okay i just don't love never loved them i guess um but the there's also some like uh chances in this season for the show to get really do almost like the Looney Tunes thing, but just like in its own way, put its own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Dear John, where oh, yeah. they have the repairman uh, <laughs> making all the bathrooms. Um, <laughs> That's it's like a one-off joke, kind of, but it's hilarious. It's yeah. Um, so I and Wacky Deli. I mean, jeez. Oh yeah, uh, I was I was just thinking this is probably the season we've talked about most. We've talked about Sugar Frosted Frights, Fortune Cookie, yeah. Wacky Deli. Um, so I, you know, subconsciously, this isn't a season we keep going back to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, even though it's not my favorite episode, Fatal Contraption, like, uh, takes a kind of a risk for a cartoon like this, where it's like a take on, um, what's it called? Fantasia. Mm. So it's like mostly, um, mostly just music and not much, uh, dialogue. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just feel like this was Rocco kind of like hitting it or just like being in its stride, not even it like hit its stride during season two. And it's just like running this season. <laughs> um, so anyway, I love it. Cool. All right. So Rocco number one for Andrew, uh, Manny, you're number one. Oh, this is going to be very awkward. Uh, hold on Uh-oh. a second. Let me, let me open something up really quick here. Oh, God. Uh, bad luck and misfortune will infest your pathetic soul for all eternity. Guess what? Rocco's Modern Life is my number one. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Great pick, by the way. Nice. Thanks. You too. One-time best friends who now hate each other. Very much. Let's go to our studio audience. Yes, sir. Well, Nosy, first, I'd like to say that this is the most riveting and poignant show you've ever done. Yes. Yes, it is, isn't it? Audience? (laughs) Yes, sir, you have a question. I don't see the problem here. Stairs have all of they shouldn't be mixing together anyway. Ain't right. Man, speaking terms, fish and chumps, camera shy, 
Old Foggy Froggy and Bye Bye Birdie because you're dirty cool. Yes. Hey, is this your bird? Well, keep him away from my monkey. Wow, nice. Man, I love this season. It is one of the best. I've watched it over and over growing up. I've quoted it and everything. It's just, I feel like it's one of the best ones ever made. You know, I agree. Yeah. I, I like, third agree. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. I, I had a feeling that I was maybe putting it a little bit low. Hmm. Um, but that that's also some of my bias of, you know, I think I'd just rather watch Doug or, you know, what have you. So, but there's no, there's no doubt. Uh, this is a, a work of art, a season that stands up against Breaking Bad or The Sopranos. Oh, shit. Um, Easily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd probably rather watch Wacky Deli than like a Sopranos episode. Yeah, um, I definitely would at this point. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Pine Barrens. Maybe that's the only one that like Okay, one episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, great pick. Uh yeah, any other thoughts? Um, I would say Rocco definitely changed his personality from season one mm. <laughs> to this season, I believe. I feel like now he's more comfortable in his skin and he could sometimes go off the rails at times. So I really yeah. liked Rocco in this season for that reason, too. <laughs> and good old yeah. Philbert gets more lines, too. So yeah, love him. for sure. Yeah. yeah, it just it just feels like they're stretching their legs, like just de- delving into these different characters and situations. Like it, It's so, so good. Even yeah. now, I feel like this stuff is unpredictable. Like I am <laughs> thinking, how would you come up with this? It's I know, like, right? Yeah. yeah great well uh my number one uh i'll read off some of the titles here <laughs> superstition new kid on the block hmm. dueling ranches mm. <laughs> killer <laughs> killer ernst get out of here <laughs> i wonder what that could be <laughs> No, no, but I, I love you, Hey Dude, and uh, <laughs> Hey Dude is not my number one. Uh, my number one uh, ran from January of 94 to April of 94. That, of course, is the third season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Let me in. Well, what's that? You better let me in, Ricky. Ricky, let me in. What's going on? What are you thinking? <laughs> Gonna happen. Um, for my money, this is the most consistent season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I mean, season one has some of the biggest hits, but season yeah. one to me has lower points like Hungry Hounds. Um, you know, you might disagree, but Sorcerer's Apprentice, Jake and the Leprechaun, not terrible episodes, but uh, I think they're a little lower than like what happens in season three, which I mean, pretty much start to finish is at least, I mean, there's nothing you have to skip. There's nothing, there's a few tweeners. There's a few like, well, you know, not, not classic, but, um, it's so much fun. 
this is the season we get introduced to Tucker as part of the Midnight Society, which is, of course, vital to the future of the show. Um, you know, Dream Girl, one of the all-timers, um, Crimson Clown, Dangerous Soup, Doll Maker, Bookish Babysitter, um, you know, I Love Apartment 214, She Promised um, that she would come for her birthday, and she didn't. What the sure. hell's her problem? You broke your promise. You're just like my nephew. Please don't hurt me. I waited for you all day. You didn't come. I'm sorry. How could you do this to me? Um, you know, there's a couple, you know, I don't love Carved Stone, but I don't hate it. Uh, it's just kind of like a middle one. Guardian's Curse, you know, we debated that one. It's it's a yeah. little silly, but the mummy, you get Budnick. Uh, to yeah. me, this this season is <laughs> the season is just really, um, it's got the goods. Uh, yeah. It's 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 uh, like you can go on a run of Watchers Woods, Phone Police, Dial Maker, Bookish Babysitter. Like that's a good run um, to end the season. You get Curious Camera, Dream Girl, Quicksilver, Crimson Clown, Dangerous Soup. I mean that is a heck of a run. Um, so love uh, season three of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, I'm, I'm excited, Manny. I, I, I do hope you. Uh, I do hope you check it out. It's not going to have you know the same vibes as Fifteen, but um, I think that. <laughs> It may, I don't know if that needed to be stated, but um, I, I do think I think there's a lot of enjoyment um, from this show. It's just like got this really cool, timeless feel. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to check it out. Um, so uh, should we? That's our top five. Let, let's recap real fast. So, Andrew, what was your top sure. five? Uh, mine was Ren and Stimpy. Number four, Pete and Pete. Number three, Doug. Number two, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And number one, Rockless Modern Life. Manny? Okay, mine was number five was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Number four was Doug. Number three was Keenan and Kel. Number two, Rugrats. And number one, Rocco's Modern Life. Very cool. Uh, my five was Clarissa Explains It All. Four was The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Three was Rocco's Modern Life. Two was Doug. And one was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Meaning um, Doug and Rocco, I think, are the only two that appear on all mm-hmm. of our lists. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's I think right. so. And I think that's, I think that's, that's good. I mean, those are yeah. two great seasons. Sure. Should we do close call? Yeah. Sure. Cool. Um, my close call has been mentioned. It was Clarissa explains it all. Cool. Uh, again, great season. Uh, I, as I was looking over it, one or two episodes that I just couldn't remember exactly what happened, but all the rest of them i was like i haven't seen clarissa and or like most of these episodes in so long and still can recall parts from these um it's just uh i think goes to it speaks to the quality of the episodes mm. um and you mentioned some of these i'll mention a few more um you said darling wars i love that yeah. one yeah. um in volunteering where uh janet's um kids from her class come to their house to Mm -hmm. learn um take my advice please where uh, uh, clarissa gives ferguson some bad advice well supposedly bad advice but um a bunch of girls start to like him because of it uh so um yeah just a really 
just a fun season and um i would like to revisit it i think in the near future my close call was 15 oh Oh, yeah absolutely um (laughs) i would say season three of 15 was really good um well (laughs) my wife and i watched uh watched all the episodes pretty much and uh we love we love season one uh season two was a little hit or miss but season three i really liked it because most of the characters were together and we get jake back Mm. Uh-huh. so jake was our favorite character <laughs> heck yeah ashley's relationship was all over the place and yeah, but, uh but that's ashley i mean i know but i mean really she was going nuts especially with chris dating chris mm-hmm. like really <laughs> also um i really love the uh the talent show episode because it really broke the drama and was a completely different show yeah you know i this episode this is the second time it's come up it came up on our trivia too um andrew have you seen talent show i don't think so okay it's not ringing a bell dave can really juggle (laughs) (laughs) okay well i love it i mean any 15 love here is appreciated (laughs) yeah i mean that's a great thing (laughs) I haven't delved into it, but I have no doubt that it's a great season. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joey and I can agree. It's a really, yeah. really good season. Go watch it, folks. Go watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, my close call, I'll give you some episode names here. Mm. Little, little big, little Mr. Big Man on campus. Night of the Iguana. <laughs> Bellboys in the hood. Skeeter uh-huh. says. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm joking. All right. Shout out cousin Skeeter. Um, no, my close call was already mentioned, uh, which is Keenan and Kel. Um, you know, I think the thing I kind of had a problem with that it didn't quite make it on was that it just didn't have any of my all time favorite Keenan and Kels. It had some really good ones. Um, on top of what you mentioned, Manny, I would throw out, I, I do like picture imperfect, um, with the yearbook a lot. That's mm-hmm. of course got a big bill Bellamy. Um, oh yeah cameo. uh <laughs> and then uh, i also like i'm gonna get you keenan um <laughs> oh yeah jackhammer jackhammer right yeah he wants to kill keenan um <laughs> but uh, a very solid season but none of the highs of the first two season um but uh you know i think for late 90s nick keenan and kel is still kind of the uh it holds the torch um mm-hmm. it's it's just a really fun show so yeah. Can I add um, something to that really quick? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll bring it up some other time then. No. Go ahead. Of course. Okay. Well, they mentioned Neil Brennan in that episode, The Picture Imperfect. Mm. And it's a reference to Neil Brennan, who was Dave Chappelle's um, co writer. Mm. And he co created Chappelle's show with him. Not to mention oh, wow. he worked on all that, believe it or not. And he was actually in Whoa. a couple of scenes. So. Oh. <laughs> Seeing that was really crazy for me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. All right, I'm done. Uh, No, no, no. No, no, great fact. (laughs) Andrew and I I aren't bringing any facts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's do our Ferguson's.
Yeah. Oh, wait, you know what? Sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, can I just add that? Uh, oh, I just God. wanted to also. I just wanted to also. <laughs> I forgot to add during my close calls that uh, also uh, Real Monsters and Hey Arnold, very solid seasons. No. That's hey Arnold, season three yeah. stinks. No, no. <laughs> uh, it's like half good. Exactly. Ha- well, actually, I had. That's pretty good. I, I had 10 out of 32. That's a 31%. <laughs> okay. Probably have a lot higher score than that. But... Okay. All right. All right. What all was right. your other one besides Hey Arnold? Uh, our Real Monsters. Ah, see, that's a show that I just I need to give another look to. It, it probably, you know, unfairly you know, not considered yeah, yeah. by me. You know what? You're going to be very surprised because I just started watching that and it's still really funny. Like, I think it yeah. aged really well. I don't have any doubt. I just haven't, you know, I just haven't gotten back to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Ferguson? Yeah. Um, my Ferguson kind of landed there by default. It's Cousin Skeeter. And it's only because it's got only nine episodes. Um, it's another one of these like cut short seasons, but I couldn't figure out exactly why. Um, have but, you have you, know, you watched Mister Little Big Man on Campus? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be a great season. Very well, maybe. I'm just like, yeah, just giving it the spot because of its, uh, you know, short amount of episodes. Yeah. Okay. Manny, a Ferguson. Uh, I'm gonna say Ren and Stimpy for me. What? I apologize, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, But you really did bring up a lot of really good points. And uh, if I would have heard those points, I would have thought about it before I put it in my Ferguson category. (laughs) But uh, really, I just feel like um, these episodes were good. But for me, they were a little unmemorable for me, especially Hmm. like I saw the the life of or something of Haggis, you know, that character. I was not a big fan of that one. Um, I did like Agreed. Salve and Not Salve and Stimpy's cartoon, but to me that season was just unmemorable for me. So at least that's my opinion. Okay, that's fair, <laughs> perfectly fair. Um, I was between two here. Um, I think you know my real pick is a uh, uh, hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd. Mm, um sure. how how on earth is there three seasons <laughs> of this show and like you know one season of my brother and me or two seasons of salute shorts just unforgivable i haven't seen any of the episodes i promise you it's bad um you know the other one <laughs> the other one that i had seen um that you know this is i can't go with it because there's too many classics but rugrats so i was looking at it Rugrats had 51 either segments or episodes uh, in season three. And when I was starting to do the math of like the ones I loved, it ratioed really poorly. Like Mm -hmm. it was like in the 20% uh, range. So I just don't know why they made the Rugrats season so long. Um, It seemed like a kind of a quantity over quality type thing. Mm -hmm. But having said that i mean there are as i mentioned two of my top five rugrats are in that season so it's hard to give it ferguson um but there's a lot of kind of like episodes that i just have forgotten or there's just too many like 51 is too many um so you know i think percentage wise rugrats is probably of the actual shows i've seen is probably the lowest just because of how many 
but again, unforgivable that Eddie McDowd has uh, three seasons. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, it's about a boy who becomes a dog. Uh, I, I knew that. That's oh. why. Right. <laughs> 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 well, uh, but I, I guess I should give it a fair shot someday. Just, yeah. uh, just, just not today. So, I I, <laughs> if you have not rewatched or watched, are you afraid of the dark? Oh yeah. Don't you go near Eddie McDowd. <laughs> I promise you, I will not. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, that wraps up lists. Is there anything else you guys wanted to throw out, mention? Um, well, I just wanted to mention a few other shows that had three se- or that ended at three seasons okay. that we haven't mentioned. Okay. Um, As Told by Ginger, mm. uh, Caitlin's Way, which is technically a 2000 show, but it's right at the end of that run, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Journey of Alan Strange. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, cartoons. Yeah. I was thinking about that one actually. I I, yeah. I just I couldn't find it anywhere. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean I that's also... where that's where that's where Chalk Zone and everything got started, right? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. That's also how I felt about um, Kablam. Like I really kind of mm-hmm. wanted to yeah. try to see it, but mm-hmm. just you know, only so many hours in the day, folks. I mean that yeah. was a that was a runner up for my Ferguson actually. Completely. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, I really liked, uh, like I said, Broken Record. I really liked the first two seasons. <laughs> season three, I felt like it started to go a little down, but I would say season four is its down point. I'd say. Okay. Mm. All right. Cool. Um, well, we did get a uh, letter from um, our friend Cassandra. Great, great friend of ours uh, yeah. from Cassandra Explains It All. Um, she gave hi, us Cassandra. her. <laughs> Manny says hi. Uh, she sent us her top 10 uh, B- Big Orange Couch episodes um, oh. for for the year. Um, awesome. So would you like to hear those? Sure. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, She said, thanks for another year of nostalgia. I hope everyone is enjoying uh, the holiday season. Here is my top 10 list of Big Orange Couch episodes of the year. Number 10, episode 201, Mail Carrier Mona uh, with Brett Wilson. Uh, Number 9, episode 189, Favorite Sports Episodes. That was earlier in the year, last year. Uh, Number 8, episode 198, Year in Review, 1998. She says it's a classic. With our friend Bobby of the Bob, Bob Sagabit. Yeah. Uh, number seven, episode 197, the Nickelodeon auction. She said the dedication Ooh. is real. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, that was with our friends Chris and Melissa. That, you know, that was a test in stamina. Oh, yeah, like that was a really long one, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stuck it out towards the end. It was good. Uh, episode six, episode 200, uh, favorite Pete and Pete with Danny Tamborelli. Yep. Uh, epi- uh, her number five is episode 207, Rocket Power, the night before with Candace. Oh, awesome. Yeah, a little Rocket Power love. Uh, four, episode 217, A Very Cat Dog Christmas. <laughs> uh, she said, Too Funny for Words and Educational to Boot. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Three, episode 194, Write an Episode, Clarissa Explains It All. A very special shout out to Allie's story, uh, which was great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, episode 195, 15, Free Falling. <laughs> a, a, yeah. perfect, a perfect follow-up to the last 15 episodes. 
which we which uh, we discovered that our our 15 episodes are, are I think are easily our least listened to episodes. But um, you know what? I feel I feel I feel good that there's at least I know for sure that we have at least like five people who love 15. Like, you know what? For Manny, for Allie, for Cassandra, for Heather, <laughs> for Heather, we sh- we shall we shall journey on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, it may be bizarre, but it'll be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and one episode 209 favorite x-files episodes oh wow very cool there we go there you know cassandra was listening we were we we were unsure if anybody would be familiar enough to care but uh, yeah well well, thank you cassandra uh we really appreciate that yeah always great to hear from her yeah hopefully we talk to her again this year and um, i think we're planning maybe something on her podcast a, a movie that um i think we all mutually really like yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Well, um, Andrew, what are we up to next this new year? Um, next time we're going to talk our write an episode spinoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I guess um, I guess what I'm envisioning here is a spinoff. It, it has to obviously be rooted in a 90s Nick yeah. show. It's got to be a spinoff containing elements but i imagine we're writing the pilot right yeah like yeah 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 sure i think it'd be that's kinda... what i was imagining so far at least okay yeah <laughs> i think it'd be confusing otherwise um yeah. i have um, my episode ready to go i mean it's not written whoa no 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 it's not written <laughs> but like <laughs> no 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 but it's it's floating in my head it's just you know oh it's in the cobwebs of my head um <laughs> I think this will be my biggest swing. Wow. I'm prepared. Well, I... I'm prepared to strike out. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I embrace it. I embrace it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going for it. I, uh, I have no clue what I'm doing. Okay. I just barely have inklings of maybe some things that could work, but no, nothing set in stone. Okay. It'll be interesting. I mean, an interesting it. experiment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Right. An episode spinoff is next. Oh, actually, I, I want to add something. Ashley's on her 35th Ooh. husband. That should be one. That should be one. <laughs> Wait. Oh. <laughs> for a spinoff? Yeah, for a spinoff. <laughs> oh, it'll be called yeah. 35. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's but, pretty good. but they're still hanging at the Avalon, <laughs> sipping okay, sip, sip shakes. A- Ashley making side eyes every time he says something. Um, absolutely. By the um, way, would you mind if I add something else? Of course. A little list. Okay, oh. Wienerville specials. Oh yeah, of course. All right. Um, number four is the Hanukkah special. All right. Okay. All right. Number three is the election special. Oh yes. And that actually has Melissa Joan Hart and Stick Stickley. Yeah. <laughs> um. Number two, E Agabed, which is eat a good and healthy breakfast every day. Day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and number one, the New Year's special, Lost mm. in the Big Apple. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I remember that one. Coming sure. back to me. Yeah. yeah. And I rewatched the election special in 2020 when we were maybe considering doing uh, something for the election. But um, were the so Manny were those were all post season two? Yeah, uh, those were all filmed in '94 and '95. Very cool. Um, yeah. I mean. It almost seems like for our case and purpose, we're better off covering one of those than something where like three, two or three segments of it are a cartoon that we don't really want to yeah, talk yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, there's no cartoons in those. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so a good thing. <laughs> that, that, that might be worth considering. Um, yeah. Well, uh, in the meantime, if you guys want to get a hold of us, tell us your favorite third seasons or whatever's on your mind. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast, email us like Cassandra did at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. Thank you to our newest five star reviewer, Katie's Man 10. Um, we're really glad you're enjoying the podcast. Um, Manny, w- w- you're up to something on Instagram. What are you up to? I do paintings, drawings, and artwork. If anybody wants to see what I do, look up Humbly Artsy. Uh, It's one word. And I take commissions. If anybody wants Nickelodeon stuff or wants a house being painted or wants a mural (laughs) or something, I I would just like to get my name out there and uh, hopefully do some art you know, whenever I can. <laughs> and what is it again? Yeah. One, one more time. What's the tag? Humbly artsy. Humbly artsy. Cool. One word. And you, I've seen some of your Wienerville puppets, which are just incredible. Thank you very much. I'm actually going to try to remake Boney, and I'm also going to work on a uh, meat wad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Wow. Cool. So that's going to be a lot that's, of fun. <laughs> that's very cool. Andrew, you did a, like a paper mache shake, right? Yes, I did. Whoa! High school, really? high school art project. Yeah. From years ago, but I still have it. I saved it. It's like uh, maybe a couple feet tall. Yeah. That's awesome! Wow. You guys are gonna have to get Meat Wad and Master Shake together. Yeah. Heck yeah! Hello, <laughs> 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 Um. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um. Well, yeah. Look for that. Um, and Manny, uh, we hope to have you on again this year. Uh, we love talking with you. Thank you for yeah. taking the time to make a list and talk with us. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Can't wait to come back. Good stuff. Well, we'll see all you third seasoners next time. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>
Close call, maybe? Um, sorry, give me one second. Sorry. You're just finishing up Hey Dude, or? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my, my laptop was about to die. One little voice.